welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. This podcast is sponsored by LowPay, the low-rate payment app that gives you more. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome, everyone. Tonight, we are joined by Tara, and we're going to be talking all about imposter syndrome. Welcome, Tara. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here, Bill. Yeah, it's awesome that you've uh, you've asked to come on again and talk to us. It's, and I was just saying, it's a it's a hot topic at the moment. Um, some people have been talking about it in the group, and they've been raising their or they've been talking about their own sort of um, thoughts and feelings as well. So, which is quite nice, and sort of raising the the subject of imposter syndrome. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into into the imposter syndrome industry. Is that right? <laughs> I suppose. Space? <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's quite specialised, actually. So I, I do call myself a specialist. So I trained as a holistic therapist and coach um, 22 years ago. So I've been doing that for quite a while. And then in 2016, 2015, 2016, one of my clients came to me and said, you know, what's this imposter syndrome stuff? So I thought, okay. And I started digging into it, did all sorts of research. I started interviewing people. And um, it was very clear to me that the specialist coaching work that I'd been doing around beliefs, it mm. was exactly what the root cause of imposter syndrome is. And it was this big aha moment for me. Then I did lots of them follow up and I've interviewed over 700 people talking one-to-one about their imposter syndrome and um, put together a program uh, to get rid of imposter syndrome basically and now and I'm still learning and still evolving and now I've just brought out uh, a new do-it-yourself course that I yeah. can share a little bit about later. Yeah we're going to talk about that later aren't we and I've, I've yeah. seen the course and uh, listened to all the videos and they're amazing they're, they're really good to get into so imposter syndrome <laughs> I think you're going to go and we're going to have a little slideshow aren't we about what imposter yeah. syndrome is and has it has it been around for a long time the, the terminology it's like all these things suddenly pop up and we hear it <laughs> lots, don't we? Yeah. So it it was first identified back in 1978. So a very long time ago. But if you did a, a search on, on Google Trends on, you know, the number of times imposter syndrome was mentioned, it's kind of a flat line until about 2015. Mm. And then into 2015, it's a bit of a hockey stick curve. And now it's becoming more and more talked about. And the more I think it's talked about, the more people recognize it. So the more it gets talked about, um, which is great. You know, it's great that there's this awareness. Um, but the problem with that is that some myths and misinformation come out of that. And, you know, there are stories of, oh, I, this is what you need to do. And it's like, no, no, no. And there are, there are other stories like, oh, it affects women more than men. And actually, the research says it's absolutely identical. So, you know, there's, 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 there's things I'd like to address. This is why I, I like to talk to groups like yours to, yeah. to help people. Because if you know what the problem is, and you know how to deal with it, you've got a solution. And if you don't know what the problem is, or someone says, oh, drink peppermint and licorice tea, <laughs> that helped my imposter syndrome, right? It's a correlation. Maybe you just, you know, it, it, it did something, but it didn't actually work for imposter syndrome. Yeah. And imposter syndrome is so, um, so stressful and it holds you back. And there are, there, are, there are trigger times for imposter syndrome. There are times where uh, it, it can 
come out and bite you, if you like, really, really come alive for you. And that can be for when you are either starting a new business or you're expanding your business or you're growing a business or changing, you're at the edge of your comfort zone. And that can be a trigger for imposter syndrome. And so uh, that's what I'd like to talk about. Yeah, I mean, when I heard you, um, I heard you in 2020 doing a podcast with a, a mentor of mine, and it was just like having a light bulb switched on. I'd done all this 18 years in the police service, never heard of uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And when you started describing the thoughts, feelings, emotions that can happen, it was like, bloody hell, all that time, I had it. And it really, like, yeah, really sort of suffered from it at times. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the problem with that is that if you don't know what it is, mm. right, then you think, oh, it's just me. Right? I'm the only one who has this. And you think it's something to do with me. It's my personality or it's character flaw or weakness or something like that. Why can't I just get one with it? Everyone else seems to be doing all right. And, yeah. um, and it's not. And you really realize, oh, actually, that's imposter syndrome. It's not you. Right? Okay. And, 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 and why don't these big organizations talk about it you know you'd think like the police and teachers because I've been speaking to teachers as well and you know no one's actually taught about it in their profession but let's uh let's educate this this group of people yes uh, I think that yeah we're 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 at we're at the front of the waves educating people about this but they are I would say they are catching up Mm -hmm. but it's you know big organization is going to take a while yeah yeah definitely but I think it holds the organization back as well Oh, hugely, hugely, right? It, you know, if people are not able to operate at their best, and well, we'll see why in a little bit, but if people yeah. aren't operating at their best, then they're not doing the best they could possibly do. They're not contributing as much as they have a capacity for. They're just not able to. And so the the organization doesn't get the most out of them. So everybody loses with imposter syndrome. There's no There's no winners. No, no. And possibly, you know, they might leave their jobs as well. Yes. Yeah. So let's have Very a look cool. at your, your presentation. Yeah, sure. Right. So I will just share my screen here. And um, can you see that okay? Yeah, here we go. All right. So I've had to start with a dog picture. <laughs> um, so I've, I, I, I have had, I, I don't have at the moment. I think I, I will again, but not just yet. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Um, so, right, imposter syndrome. Let me just, okay. So first we've got to start off with what imposter syndrome is. It's the secret feeling of being a fraud, of being not quite good enough, despite being successful. So when you're not a fraud, and combined with the fear of being found out. And it affects 70% of high achievers, business owners, right across the board. And as I said, Bill, uh, men and women equally. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a big deal. So here's, here's how you might spot it. So these are things that people most often see, the imposter syndrome behaviors. You've got procrastinating, deflecting mm-hmm. praise where you say, oh, it wasn't me. Oh, I just got lucky. Uh, but you don't but you actually mean it. You don't feel like you did earn what you got and mm. what you've done. Uh, of, sorry? 
definitely do that now at times. <laughs> oh, we're lucky to do this, or we're lucky to have had, or yeah. And it sounds modest, right? It sounds like you're being polite, and modest, modest. But if you genuinely think, how on earth did I get here? Who, uh, you know, how did I deserve this? Mm. Then it can and uh, it can start to uh, to be a problem. Avoiding is avoiding opportunities. Um, hiding is not speaking up, not getting your voice heard, and secrecy is, is keeping it a secret. So this group of behaviors is all about not being in the spotlight. If I'm not in the spotlight, people won't say, hey, what are you doing there? You don't deserve to be there, which is the, the fear of imposter syndrome, yeah. And they then we've got- They will challenge you, will they? Sorry, they, they will challenge you, yes, yeah. But you see, the problem with that is if, if, we, if we kept ourselves small, right, we'd never, grow we'd never achieve we'd never build our business we'd never achieve what we're capable of so you know it's a real it's a real shame to be held back like that and then there's the other parts of the imposter syndrome behaviors which are about okay i'm feeling i'm not quite good enough so i'll try and make myself good enough so you do comparing and you compare yourself with everybody else who looks really successful <laughs> Right? You don't you don't compare yourself with the unsuccessful people, right? just the successful one. And you think, who am I to be doing this? Right. You know, you, you might go and do a talk and see the other people on the stage, for example. And who am I to? I know them. They're famous. Who am I? Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Lowpay is half the price of SumUp and Zettle. So you keep more of the money that you earn. Rates start at 0.79%. Um, perfectionism uh, is a... Uh, a consequence of imposter syndrome you know you feel like you're not quite good enough so you work really really hard and it's very stressful to try and be good enough to try and be perfect unfortunately that's exhausting and um it, it, it doesn't leave you feeling good over preparing is spending way more time on something that it act, than it actually needs which means that overall you spend more time you know doing your work whatever your work is and, you know, it eats into your family time, your personal time, your hobbies, your relaxation time. You get very stressed. Um, not having enough is a feeling like I don't have quite enough qualifications. Maybe if I just had one more, you know, poodle cut course. <laughs> just be one more course. We'll make, we'll make it, we'll make everything yeah. better. Sort of yeah. Well, see, you see, one more course. If I do one more, then I will start feeling better about myself. And the thing is, you know, you, it doesn't do that. You know, once you've once you've achieved competence, and this is for people who are capable and competent, once you've achieved competence, then that extra course does very little for you and it won't make you feel better. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is pushing through, like all the stress and feelings of isolation that imposter syndrome brings up. You just try and squash it down and just grit your teeth and, and push through it. And that doesn't make it go away either. So... All of this is very stressful, very exhausting, and very distracting. You can't focus so well. You feel isolated. And this is not you at your best, and it's not you enjoying what you're doing either. Do you think that um, the rise of social media, and I don't know if, like, like you're saying, the Google search, obviously Google mm. became more um, prevalent, but the rise of social media has fueled some of the imposter syndrome you know the comparing the perfectism that kind of stuff um i i i absolutely do um you know putting putting filters 
on on <laughs> on a Zoom, so you look glamorous, right? Because you don't think that you know as you are is good enough, right? Mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Um, social media, particularly Facebook, where people you know they show all the good stuff, <laughs> and they, they they you know they say, hey, this is my best big best month ever, and it's a fabulous you know total grand total, but they don't show you their worst month. Ever right, so you, you, you know it, it. It makes that distortion um, even bigger. But with comparing, also, what you're doing is you're comparing how everybody else looks, their success, with how you're feeling and your self doubt internally, mm. and that's the big problem. It's not even a you know apples to apples comparison, and so all of this just reinforces it. So. Well, I- what I hear a lot um, talking to pet groomers is they often hang out in other people in other pet grooming groups and other pet grooming um, pages like Facebook pages. So they see the the befores and afters yeah. and the pictures of the the finished dog, and they're like, "I can't produce that. I can't. You know, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm compare they compare their work to to other people's work." And that- yes, exactly, exactly. And that particular person might have done I don't know what. 40 40 dog grooms that week and that was the one the best one and they show the best one and you know at the right angle and everything like that yeah it really it really doesn't help so when you apply this to people who are in in business for themselves this is this is kind of what it looks like not getting help um not getting started so i know with you know sometimes dog grooming you know you've got that step between working in somebody else's office and then going into business by yourself. So that's, you, you might just not get over that stuff. Underpricing, procrastinating, all those things you need to do. Lack of PR. So this is you, you know, not putting your ads out, not putting social media out, um, not writing newspaper articles, right? And having them in the local article. Um, overworking is the overpreparing. It's just spending a lot more time doing well, this would be the business stuff rather than the actual grooming themselves. Um, not quoting for things, not um, uh, getting involved in partnerships, there's another one. Not publishing, so there'll be all sorts of things, like I said, an article in a magazine um, or something like that. Underselling, and this is where you have the um, deflecting praise comes in. People say, oh, that dog looks great. Oh, yeah, well, it was nothing, yeah. rather than saying, would you be interested in bringing your dog to try it out? Yeah. And then lastly, lack of support. So this is kind of business owners in general. So Bill, what do you think about um, the yeah. things that you see in dog grooming? Yeah. Maybe like they're not getting help is, you know, perhaps burying the head in the sand a bit and not, or a lot of people will say, I'm, I'm, I'm not a numbers person, so I can't, I can't work out my, my numbers, but actually that's, I think some of that is like a, you know, imposter syndrome sort of response do you think when they're like they, they just don't want to do it they don't feel <laughs> like they, they don't feel they're good enough to do to to be all over their numbers and and know their numbers um yeah so so that's interesting because you know sometimes people are told when they're kids that they're not great at maths and that means they think that they can't do their books because they've still got this idea that they're not great at maths or if they or more that feeling they're not good enough. So they come to, I don't know, do their tax return, right? There's the other one. They come to do their tax return and 
and they 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 have this fear come up. What if I get it wrong? What if I you know the tax man the tax man comes down on me and I get a fine and we, you know and, and and all of this the anxiety that builds up mm. uh, definitely. Uh, underpricing has just got to be the biggest in this industry um, that I can see, and and quite often. Um, there's there's a saying within the industry that goes around quite a lot called charge say charge your worth. So you see this in a lot of groups that you know you know when it comes down to pricing they say charge your worth, charge your worth. But what if you're not feeling worthy? Oh, that's such a good point. Charge your charge your worth. That's that's like this is like this big bear trap just waiting for you, right? To, to yeah, because if you're charging your worth and you're not feeling good enough, then you 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 wouldn't. No, uh, I, you know, change it, charge your results, right? Charge yeah. the smile on the, the owner's face when they see their dog looking fantastic. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's what, what you're charging. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, press procrastination. I mean, that could be um, introducing a new service. So um, many people I speak to, they go out and they get all excited and and they buy um, maybe they buy a toothbrush, uh, like an ultrasonic toothbrush to add to their yeah. services. But they do the training and then they're like, ah. it's sort of stop and it goes back onto the shelf because they're procrastinating. They don't know how to go forwards. And yeah, that probably links in with that imposter syndrome as well. It, 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 definitely definitely and then maybe you know they're not splashing it all over social media saying hey i've got this great kit <laughs> yeah yeah, lack, uh, of PR. yeah. lack of pr and they're not uh, underselling not saying okay we've got grooming and uh, we've got this groom booked in for you would you like our new ultrasound tooth cleaning as well yeah that's it and yeah. you know they Groomers are very good at reaching out to each other, um, so they are supportive. But what if everyone feels the sort of same? How does that work if you're all suffering from imposter syndrome? Yeah, well, chances chances are high, right? Because seventy percent of people—that's a lot of people. So chances are high in a group. They, you know, back in the seventies, they tried to start support groups mm. for people who identified themselves as having imposter syndrome, and they found the support groups didn't work <laughs> because. A, people wanted to keep it a secret, and B, they thought it was just them. So even if they're sitting in a, you know, sitting in a circle of 10 people, they think that the comparing comes in, oh, they're all fine. No, it's only me. So it it actually didn't, it didn't work. Um, so yeah, either there are very specific things you have to do to address imposter syndrome and um hang out in a in a, in a group like that isn't one of them. And people are very good at putting a brave face on, aren't they? And, and you know, like anything, you can't see this. Um, so it can be quite very well hidden as well, can't it? Yeah. And, and you know, this, this I mean, my typical work is with executives and, um, you know, in large corporations. Right? Nobody would have any idea that they're feeling this way inside. They look confident, they look competent, and they are competent, right? They, they look confident. No one would have a clue. Uh, but but you know they're also not sleeping well. They're they're stressed out. They're spending way too much time working, and uh, you know they're feeling you know anxious a lot. So yeah, mm. I suppose for me when I was in my previous career, I had this uniform like this suit of armor to put on every day, which probably helped um, helped me get over it a little bit. <laughs> you know it's interesting. So the root cause of imposter syndrome is a is a belief about yourself, and it's an identity level belief. 
And when you do something like interesting, you put a uniform on, you kind of rise into, step into that identity. And so actually having that, you know, group identity is actually a little bit helpful. Mm. Um, when you when you're when you don't have something like that, so you you know you you step into the dog grooming community, right? You don't feel the same kind of like you've got well, you like you've got backup, right? Mm-hmm. And and you, you don't feel like you, and it, and it can lead to people feeling very very isolated. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely a, there'll be a lot here that people recognise as uh, as part of the the symptoms. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me explain a little bit more than how imposter syndrome is showing up. I can go on now. Mm. Okay, all right. So if we have imposter syndrome, there are three types of symptoms with imposter syndrome. It's quite a complex thing, which is why you'll see a lot on on the internet about oh, there's no solution to it. There's nothing you can do. You just got to grit your teeth and you know you know things like that. the thing is, there are there are there are three things. There's the imposter syndrome thinking. There's what it does to your nervous system, and then there's the behaviours that we just talked about. So, in terms of the thoughts, you feel not good enough. You're overthinking. You're self-criticizing and self-doubt. So that's a t- typical group of of thoughts. And all of underlying this is all of this sense that I'm not quite good enough, and that leads your brain to say, "Hey, there's something wrong." <laughs> there's danger so it leads part of your brain that's looking out for danger to go hey there's danger here that triggers your nervous system right and your nervous system uh goes into a kind of survival mode it goes into fight or flight or freeze state which is a, a response to a physical threat like a tiger in the room you'd either want to you know fight it hit it with a stick to defend yourself run away or freeze and hope it doesn't see you so that triggers very, you know, all animals have this and it, and it triggers that in us. Um, it can affect your sleep. It can lead to tension. And then the feelings that that brings up is a sense of anxiety and overwhelm. So all of this is done automatically from those thoughts. And then with all of that, you're then your brain says, OK, how, how can we cope? Right. What can can we do to to, to cope with this stress, to do something about it? And that's when you get the behaviors coming up. Perfectionism, you're preparing, comparing, hiding, pushing through all of these. And then when you do those behaviors, then you then judge yourself for it. Right. There must be something wrong with me. Why can't I just get over this procrastination? You beat yourself up and that feeds back into the thoughts. So you see you've got this this cycle going around of these symptoms, basically. And so if you're going to do anything about imposter syndrome, you have to address all three. Now, often I'll see coaches talk about, you know, let's do some confidence work. But, you know, this isn't a confidence issue, right? This is this is a, a deep level belief that you're not quite good enough, which is different. Um, you can't stand in the mirror and do affirmations to try and get over those thoughts. Why? Because you're still you'll still be stressed. You'll still be doing the behaviors and that's going to be feeding it. You have to you have to actually break this cycle. You break the cycle by tackling all three of these symptoms at the same time, all three of them together. When you when you look at this, and I, 
it's just tiring, isn't it? You can just you can just look at you that and go, someone that feels like this is just going to be wiped out along with doing their, you know, day-to-day job, running their business, running their house, dealing with the kids or dealing with the household chores, paying the bills. And then you put this on top of it. It's just going to wipe you out. Do, does it ever get confused with like, um depression or you know because some of the symptoms and signs and symptoms are similar yeah so where it leads to is exhaustion you say it's exhausting and you know the 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 thoughts around it it tends to lead towards burnout that's the most common place and people quit their jobs they quit their career they hand in their they, they they close their businesses and go and work for someone else because it it just feels like it's all too much um it can then with burnout, burnout and depression can, you know, link to one another. You know, d- depression, depression has a number of causes. Some of them are chemical, some of them environmental. Um, but this is a way that you could get into a, a certainly a burnt out and depressed state. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I suppose when, so uh, when someone uh, has all these behaviors and thoughts and and um and physical signs and symptoms and they do go and close their business down and get another job do they suddenly just think nothing's changed you know they will find that yeah it's still yeah. It's still there because we haven't given up the, the it's not the business that's the issue is it it's that the inner feelings that we've got that's exactly it and and that is that is the real you know agony of of imposter syndrome is that you know it might feel a little bit better for a little while but you know you add a little bit of stress or a bit more demand or challenge within that new job and and it's right back again Mm. and you know it leads to it leads to regret and it leads to you know feeds back into the thoughts I'm not good enough look my you know my business failed or I quit my job but you know it 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 doesn't it doesn't go away by itself uh, and i think that's that's a really key point here it, it, it just doesn't unless you address these three it, i was just thinking i was thinking back over my my life in in the workplace and um i started off in insurance and i got into trouble a few times when i first started because i was procrastinating i was hiding hiding paperwork i was avoiding phone calls i was you know so could you could you even like identify this in other people if you've got like a, a member of staff that's underperforming or um you know could that be one of the reasons why they're not why they're struggling to perform for you it, it could be um as i said 70 percent of people experience it so you know the chances are fairly high experience it at some point in, in their career right it comes and goes depending on what what challenges are going um gone but it it never goes completely it comes back right whenever you get a new challenge um but one of the things about it is is the secrecy part it's really hard to identify Mm. you know you just you just can't tell and you know so i've had so many clients who've said after they finish the 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 one-to-one program the deep program that i run for execs after they finish that and they're feeling so much better and they they might talk to maybe some of their colleagues about it and they almost universally they say we had no idea you know i would not have guessed people just can't no so. i remember when the insurance 
company, I, I got into trouble. And then I was assigned a mentor who, you know, guided me closely. And then that started to improve things for me. So it's that high challenge and low support. That's exactly it. And and when you started getting the support, then the stress reduces. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me see what what else. So here's some the, some really important points about this that I wanted to make about imposter syndrome. Firstly, that you're not alone, right? You know, seventy percent of people have it. It doesn't mean that seventy percent of people have to suffer it, right? You go into a uh, I don't know. You go into a dentist's office with a with a sore tooth, right? And then there are seven other people, six other people sitting there, with you know, holding their jaw because they've got a sore tooth, and you know, three are just coming for a checkup. And you know, if the person, if one of them stood up and says, "Well, look, clearly it's just part of the human condition to have a sore tooth. Let's just walk out and not bother doing anything about it," you, you know, that'd be ridiculous. But um, uh, you know, some people are saying with imposter syndrome, oh, there's nothing you could do, get on with it. Like we all have it, get on with it. And I think that's just so, so damaging. Um, the other part is it's not you. Like we said at the, right at the start, right? It's not your personality. It's not a, a weakness and it's not a flaw. Um, you know, it's it's a definite something. Yeah. And it, it's it's driven by a, a, this, this core belief, which is, um, which is what my one-to-one um, -one program addresses, but there is still something you can do about it. Um, and so, if you address those three symptoms, those three groups of symptoms I mentioned, and address them at the same time, then you break the cycle. So, address the thoughts and the behaviours, and, and the stress and all the stress. together. Altogether, so so not just you know so you see it's not just a thoughts thing so you don't just try and do mindset or affirmations or stuff like that it's not just the behavior so you don't try and change your habits not without addressing the thoughts and the 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 the, the stress so ways to calm yourself calm yourself calm your environment calms what triggers you um and there's there's several things in in that and um so this is what's in my new course, my Outsmart Imposter Syndrome course. Um, I think you mentioned it on your on your group earlier, actually. So let me just show you a little. That's a little logo for it there. So it's eight steps. Basically, it's an eight-step process, and what it does is, you know, you identify your unique imposter syndrome profile because everybody's a bit different. You develop tools that are personalized to you because of that profile, personalized to you to get yourself calm, to calm the triggers and to address the behaviors, to reduce the challenge and increase the support. And the result of that is then you start to feel that you are lighter, calmer, motivated and more in control. So, I mean, if you are looking, there, there are many things out there available for addressing imposter syndrome but they need to to address those three at the same time uh the you know the, the thoughts and the behaviors and the stress and if they're not then it's really not going to be as as effective as it might so that's why i've launched programming in the first place 
And what I like, what I liked about when I was doing the eight step step program is the videos are made by yourself, aren't they? And and yeah. as you can tell tonight, just from talking to you, you're you're very calm, you know, very soft with your language. It's not you, you explain everything well, so you're not like lost in in any other language, and and you you understand it straight away, and you can start identifying it with it. Yeah, that that that's it. You know, it all it all starts. I'll just stop sharing this. It it all starts with awareness, right? It all starts with knowing what it is, how it's affecting you, and when you can see it. Even just seeing it can calm you down a bit. It's like, oh, that's not me doing this stupid procrastinating again and beat yourself up for it. You go, oh, that's imposter syndrome. No wait, you know. I've done the course. I've got. I've got these tools. Let me use the tools. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then then there's something you can do. It puts you back in control. You feel like you're not hopeless. You feel like you know you're not you're not helpless anymore. Yeah, and what I thought found was interesting. I think it's in the introductory introduction. Is like imposter syndrome is not a mental health condition. You know, yeah. it's something that we're not born with. It's you know it's something that we can we can solve, isn't it? As well. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, um, you know, so a common question that I get is where does it come from, right? We, you know, because I've talked about this belief, this root, this root belief that your worth depends on what you do. That was actually discovered, right, identified in the 1950s, mm. right? So, the, so there's this really big um psychologist grandfather of personal psychology Carl Rogers and he went on this big quest right so what is the root cause of happiness right what causes happiness um you know why are some people happy and some not he's seen thousands of people so he looked into it and he actually found the answer right the answer is we have to have a, a, a belief that our worth as a person is unconditional it doesn't depend on what you do but then and he looked into it, he's like, oh, okay, but the natural place for that to develop is in very early childhood. And if you're not taught it between the ages of 18 months and three years old, that's it. So he he actually was pretty disappointed by that because he's found like the solution. It's like, but you can't do anything for adults. Well, that was at that time, they thought the brain couldn't change. You can't change beliefs. Once your, your brain is fixed in, in, your, in your early 20s, that's it for life. Now, neuroscience has now moved on. We know that we have neuroplasticity. The brain can change. And now, you know, and, and so you can change that belief where it all comes from. That's it. And this this um, eight step course isn't um, there's a bit of homework to do, isn't there? There's some there's some um, guides to fill out and to work yes. out and to explore but it's not rocket science. It's not, it's not uh, and it's not anything too challenging. And and when I was listening to it, it all it's like, yes, yes, this is all clear. And, and you can you can sort it out by yourself. It's it's uh, very, very, it's very, very doable. Yeah. Well, there's two things you can do. You can either try and change the belief, right? Which is that deep intensive work that I do, or you can address the symptoms, and that's what the imposter syndrome course does and yeah you've got your worksheets you fill them out you you know you've got them to refer to you get you know lifetime access you go back and watch the videos again and like you say not rocket science but they're they're put together in such a way that they're addressing all three of those symptoms at the same time and that's really the the secret source of it i think 
Yeah, and the um, so it's eight eight videos, isn't there? Is that something you'd recommend doing, like one a week, working on it, you know, listening to it, maybe listen to it a few times, do the do the corresponding worksheet with it? Yeah, so I you do it at your own pace. I think, you know, some of these things you do need to do at your own pace. If you try to rush through it, then you're not going to get as much out of it. But you do need to keep moving and complete the whole thing because the whole thing works, you know, as a whole altogether. And not it's not it's not a series of tips that you can just dip into. It's an actual pro process that you progress through. Yeah. Self-help yeah. course, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's a, a course. You've got the videos. You watch the videos. You do fill in the worksheets, and then you put. And the worksheets is you either developing your awareness about imposter syndrome for you, or putting together plans to help calm all those symptoms. Of course, then the next step is to put those plans in place. And you know, it might take you a few weeks to to start putting some of the plans in place, increasing your support, decreasing the challenge, things like that. That's what I was going to ask, you know, how long can someone, is it like a piece of string? Like, I don't think recovery is the right word, is it? From How long can someone sort of remove the symptoms of imposter syndrome from their life? It's dialing them down, right? right. So we talked about imposter syndrome and, and, you know, getting people to exhaustion and to burnout, right? So it's dialing them down. So you'll still be aware of them, mm-hmm. right? Something will come up. But at least you'll say, hey, that's imposter syndrome. It's not me. So you've already, you know, you've already got that help. And then, um, you know, then you there are steps that you can do to dial it down. So it's and also when you know what your triggers are, then you can plan for them. Right. If you know that there are <clears throat> two massively triggering events coming up that, that tend to make you feel like an imposter, feel like a fraud, don't do them on the same day. Put a gap in between, <laughs> do them in separate weeks, things like that. You know, you when you manage your time like that, you're what you're doing is you're managing your environment and you're managing your internal environment, I guess, as well. I know, like talking about triggers, one of one of mine probably still is is can be is phoning people that I don't know or phoning just phoning people up to do stuff. So I put yeah. on I put on a um a little in person event on Monday and. You know, you talk about high challenge, low support. I had the support of a virtual assistant, which was able to go out and make the inquiry. So maybe I sort of avoided the uh, the challenge there a bit, but I still had to yeah. turn and yeah. yeah. Well, so so in that case, so one of the one of the things within the course is it teaches you how to um, dial down the behaviours as well. So you you know your starting point with that is like I got it call to make to a stranger I don't want to do it I'll I'll avoid it I'll procrastinate I'll go and do something else instead right and then nothing gets done right so the 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 video on that procrastinating right has got step by step let's let's get you calm and then makes a little bit of change so it's like a little tiny stretch and then let's get you calm again a little tiny stretch and get you calm so rather than you know you're not jumping into the deep end Right. You're doing step by step. And you, and what happens is you you get it becomes more familiar. So, you know, after your, you know, after your second call, 
you might be still a little after your 50th call it's going to be so much easier because you'd be used to it you'd be you know familiar with it you would have had some good results and you know things like that so yeah so there's a process in there but you do need to apply it when it comes up yeah it's just like yeah. just retraining your thoughts and retraining your mind to, just to prove i suppose that you're you're actually okay afterwards you're you're yeah. fine that's it yes that's exactly it yeah it's it's a it's a process that's done around the fear of um spiders and it's getting people you know from from a phobia so although these imposter syndrome behaviors aren't phobias the process still works really well as, as well mm. now yeah. as um you know as a parent myself is there things that i perhaps do that could fuel imposter i mean do children have imposter syndrome do they pick that up or is it something when we're we're adults sort of thing they so the belief that drives imposter syndrome is um develop that that your worth is conditional that your worth depends on what you do um develops between the ages of 18 months and three years old right, right? that's where we pick up that belief too late and then we, sorry too late for my ones then <laughs> well so there's still things you can do right <laughs> so 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 and the, and the reason why you didn't teach your kids uh, that their worth was unconditional is because you weren't taught that yourself Mm -hmm. right? And your parents weren't taught and your parents, yeah, yeah, you know, and society, you know, 99.999% of um, people have that belief that their worth is, is conditional. And, and it's reinforced as a child when you caught when, when kid does, does something well, and you say, good girl, good boy. Right. And what you're doing is you're saying they are good, right? Their worth for mm -hmm. what they've done. And so it's not separating out their worth and their actions. And that's, and that's what we're doing here. So something that the best thing that you can do as a parent is to address your own imposter syndrome, because they're learning from you. They learn by what you say about yourself, what you say about the world, right? They're learning by example, but this is the very best thing you can do. But um, yeah, stop saying the good girl, good boy. <laughs> yeah you, you you ask them you know if they they come back and they've done done something in school and you know how was school oh yeah we did this and that. yeah ask them ask them if they had fun right ask them uh, uh you know what they learn right what, what they might do differently and you know what was the best part of it right not oh you know you are good because you've got a b plus or something mm. like that yeah so it's that it's inherent judgment of a person by what they do and the more you can separate that out and it's not easy to do when you've still got it inside yourself but that's that's how you would work with kids cool and i i, I should have um asked this before we went live but i wanted to ask you about we're coming across a lot of people um that are coming up against adhd that we're starting to talk about adhd and other conditions like that and a lot of adults now are being um diagnosed with it later in life do they mix does you know there's imposter syndrome and adhd does it fuel it does it make it worse you know how how do they sort of mix or if they do at all it's just um, yeah the, the 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 causes are different right mm. adhd doesn't come from a belief which mm. imposter syndrome does um there's still a debate about what causes adhd but the more stressed you are, then the more likely it is that you'll have symptoms, right? The more likely, you know, you, you activate your nervous system, right? Your nervous system is looking around for danger, 
right? And part of, you know, attention deficit is that you're not able to focus, right? And so whether they're linked, I don't know. That's not my speciality, but I'm sure that the calmer you are, then the easier it will be able to, to deal with your ADHD. So a double whammy, isn't it? You know, if you're suffering with imposter syndrome and then ADHD on top of that, maybe that's something for the future. To <laughs> yeah, you know, I think when, you know, because neuroscience, brain science is, is advancing all the time. We're learning more and more about the brain and how it operates. So I think further down the line, some new information is going to come out and then we'll be able to see. Of course, yeah. when we know what's causing it, then we can... We can find a solution there. Yeah, I, I was kind of, I suppose I was coming at it as that people maybe with ADHD don't get imposter syndrome. Sometimes they're a lot bolder and a lot braver and don't have, uh, you know, it doesn't hold them back when talking to people. And Ah, yeah. So there is, there has been a lot of research done um, with imposter syndrome to try and match it to a personality type, mm. right? Match it to personal behaviors and you know there was almost 20 years of research looking at all these different personality profiles and trying to match it they couldn't find one yeah. right? <laughs> absolutely nothing nothing to do with your your personality nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert nothing to do with any of the markers in personality mm. um and of course when you understand that it's a, a belief that was developed to the or, or rather not developed, your unconditional worth belief was not developed, so things stayed merged, your actions and your worth, then you can understand why it's not your personality. Right? And then it means you can get rid of the imposter syndrome and your personality doesn't change. Right? We're, not, we're not turning you into someone who you're not. We're getting rid of the stuff that's stopping you being who you are. Being successful. Yeah. And what's the... Um, you, you work with sort of CEOs of high-level companies. What's... There's been some real debilitating sort of uh, symptoms with them. It's like, can you think of any one case in particular that was really sort of holding them back and harming their career? And um, well, there's, there's quite a few. Um, so people quitting their jobs entirely. So mm. I've got one example. Um, I've written a book on masking, which is the, for coaches, the Coach's Guide to Imposter Syndrome. And in there, this is one of the first people I interviewed, actually, about imposter syndrome, Daniel. And um, he quit after two months in a high-profile job. You know, he quit his career as a lawyer, didn't go back for 15 years mm. and started as a legal assistant. And now he's got his one-man band. He was a super high flyer. So the regret that he had was, was just huge. Um, other impacts, you know, because of the, the, the stress, they're not sleeping, they lack energy, lack of focus. It affects your relationships with other people. So I've had, you know, some of my clients who are getting divorced and they can directly link it to their imposter syndrome. So, you know, it's it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big stress. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, chronic health conditions. As a, a, a woman starting with me and, and she was having migraine headaches three three times a week right like really bad mm. and um she was just so five weeks into the program and she said uh you know i've noticed i don't have headaches anymore <laughs> right and there's yeah it's the stress yeah there's I a big correlation. yeah 
And this and this is why. So those are my one to one clients. But this is why the outsmart imposter syndrome course that I'm talking about um, is useful because it's all about calming, all about getting calm. So it means you can be more present with the people around you. You can be more relaxed. You can switch off rather than being in this, you know, hyper wheel of stress and thoughts and behaviors and going round and round and round. And you can allow, you know, allow yourself to grow as well. Uh, Ida's put a comment on saying she recognizes that, um, you know, having a breakdown and leaving a high pressure job and, and feels that like there was probably a lot of imposter syndrome sort of sitting behind that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't think it was the main reason for me leaving my career, but it was definitely like listening to you in 2020 when um, you spoke with the mentor. It's just like, wow, this has been with me all this time. Yeah, yeah. And and what what happens that that that, that person has just mentioned leaving their job? Very often people will think it's it must be the job. I mean, that's why they leave, right? They think it must be my job, and you know, you, you get quite a lot of you know corporate consultants right who have left because of imposter syndrome and they started up their own consultancy thinking it would be better because thinking it's the job and then finding they've got still got imposter syndrome so I get the consultants coming to me as well and they're saying you know I I left my corporate career for this and I've still got it let's deal with it and that must be quite confusing when you leave your your role or your job um and then you turn around and nothing actually changes it's, it must be even leave you even more confused about what's what's happening and what's going on yeah and and so unfortunately what that doesn't thought you're confused right you don't know why mm. and your brain says oh it must be you right it, it must be that you're not good enough this must be true right oh. so it just reinforces that imposter syndrome thinking yeah and yeah. a question that's just come to me actually and if you had someone go into a doctor's surgery and present themselves with all these signs and symptoms and stuff you know do gps actually understand this stuff is they've got so much to understand haven't they and so much yeah. to, to deal with uh, would they this, pick this out I don't, i'm not sure they would it's it's not a medical condition right yeah. it's not a mental health issue although it's a syndrome which is a very specific medical term it's not an actual medical syndrome it's just casually called a syndrome it's just pop the popular name for it so a, a, a doctor likely wouldn't identify it as such so mm. what happens um for some of my clients they go to them and they you know they they give them medication to deal with stress so they give them beta blockers and things like that mm. um which again don't deal with the they don't with calming the symptoms a little bit but actually not solving the problem at all not calming the behaviors not calming the thoughts so the it, it has limited effect and do you see um like your one-to-one clients do you see them coming off medication obviously that lady with the migraines gone like coming off antidepressants and and things like that because they feel so much better about or, or is yes. word? i'm not sure <laughs> yeah yeah Be- because you know we're, we're we're solving the cause of that that stress Mm. um and 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 when you solve the cause of that stress all the symptoms just melt away right they just they're just gone i do wonder if there's just going to be this big like light bulb moment in the nhs where they go actually all these years we've been helping these people with medication but maybe we should have been looking at this instead 
Well, I think probably the only good thing that's come out of um, the, the, the lockdowns has, has been a greater awareness of mental health mm. and, you know, understanding of sensitivity to it and appreciating that it, it has this very, very large impact. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll see where it goes. You could spearhead this, Tara. You could rid the nation of uh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, Joanna's asked, can can the way you're um, you're treated at work by a manager or management bring on imposter syndrome within you? Um, so it doesn't create it, right? Because the cause is that right. belief that you learned at a very early age. But if you're in a toxic work environment, right, and you're being actively criticised, if you're being, um, you know, just made to feel not good about yourself, then that's going to reinforce that thoughts that you're not good enough, right? Particularly if a, you know someone in authority is telling you. Um, so it can it can increase it. It can be a trigger for sure. Um, another trigger can be um, being bullied. So that doesn't necessarily have to be your manager, but a peer or even a, a you know someone who's not your peer. You can be bullied by the people you manage as well, right? So, but you can you know so. All of those are kind of like the external stresses that can just make make it all worse. And because we're going around in that cycle of behaviors, thoughts, and stress, anything that feeds into any one of those is gonna, you know, make it stronger and make it more noticeable and um, more disturbing. Yeah. And if we've got if we are the managers and we've got employees and you know we reward and say well done to someone and they're like, oh thank you, but I don't really <laughs> feel the 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 reward. They don't really not that they don't appreciate it, but they don't think they're good enough to have that reward. Is there any way that we can help do that differently, reward them differently or or help them with that? Yeah, this is this is I like this. This is quite a subtle question, right? Because you'd think, okay, if you just praise someone more, praise them to death, <laughs> praise them to death. Yeah, yeah, just you know, you are good enough. No, no, I'm not. You're getting to a pantomime, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. No, no, you're not, right? They won't believe you. Mm. Right? They, 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 they will not because their the belief inside their brain is they're not quite good enough. So your your voice will be never loud enough to drown that out for them. Um, and the problem is that you're still putting yourself in that position of judge, right? You're still saying yeah. you did well, good girl, good boy, right? Passing judgment in exactly. a good way, but you're still passing judgment. Exactly, which 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 reinforces this, you know, I should be judged for what I do, right? Me as a person should be judged for what I what I do. So a better way that you can um, talk to somebody is about the results so you can say you know that worked well that was well done right facing mm -hmm. the results and then what you can do is pass it back and allow them to be the judge what did you like about this you know what what would you want to do again you know it, what would you do differently what was the best part of this for you right so to get them making their own assessment of what they've done mm -hmm. but you know, taking it away from an assessment of who they are. So you're praising the result rather than them directly, but because you're praising the result, it goes round to it's what their work, it's their work, isn't it? It's what they've done. So yeah, yeah. So so praise their result and then ask them to 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 say what they liked about it because that gets them focused on the positive, mm. right? 
rather than uh, why didn't you do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be um, people. So there's people in the group that teach um, people how to to groom dogs, pet grooming. So there might be um, tutors and mentors and teachers out there that recognise this in their students. So it's again, it's another you know something to be mindful of when they're when they're teaching. If they're not getting the results from the people that they're teaching, that could be one yeah. of the reasons. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well. Um, I have I have written the book Unmasking, which is the coach's guide to imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, and if you're in a teaching and coaching role, then I think there's some lots of very you know interesting things that you can do in in there that you can use to help the people that you're teaching and training. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So let's let's get rid of imposter syndrome from uh, from the grooming industry. I'd, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? amazing can you can you can you imagine it <laughs> yeah so tell us about the, the course is a, a an eight-step course um it's done it's self-taught so self-learning um, self-learning videos and worksheets yeah. right and you, you 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 first there's awareness you identify your unique imposter syndrome profile and then you you go through the worksheets to create plans plans for you to you know, how to steps to change the imposter syndrome behavior that we're talking about, how to steps to change the, the challenge that you have, increase the support you have, decrease the triggers that you have. And then you've got you've got basically a stack of things that you can do to practically manage the symptoms and dial them right down. That's it. And so obviously uh, there's an investment element to it. So what's the investment for the course? The investment is three nine nine dollars because it's international pricing. Okay. <laughs> Work it out in pounds, but yes. I mean, you, I'm sure you have an international audience, actually, Bill. So. Yeah, there's um, people in yeah. New Zealand and uh, actually a lady from Canada listening at the moment. So Fantastic. Well, it's but, US dollars, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what we've done is um, we've we've got a 10% discount. Yeah. So if they use the coupon code PETS, P-E-T-S, 10. Yeah. And that'll give you 10%. Um, 10% off, but because we're trying to deal with procrastination, right? So we'll up up until February the 14th. So give yourself some love, Valentine's Day. Offer <laughs> up until uh, February the 14th. Um, and you can pay in three installments as well. You've got an option there at the front. So if you've been, um, or maybe you've listened to this tonight or on the podcast or on the YouTube channel and um, you've suddenly, that light bulb's turned on, and you've been feeling like this for years, it's not a lot of money just to, to get rid and start helping yourself. You know, it, it's an investment in you again, isn't it? And it, the investment in you is going to benefit your personal life and hugely it's going to benefit your, your business life as well. Definitely. Definitely. So um, what we'll do is we'll drop the link to the to the course in the in the comments and we'll do some posts about it over the next few days as well. Um, and all they have to do is, is join the link and, and sign up and follow follow the link yeah click the buy now button and um and then you'll get all the options to put in the coupon code pets p-e-t-s 10 and um whether you want to pay it in one go or in three goes yeah and you know we could even put it down as training couldn't you so you put it through your business i reckon it's absolutely training yeah all the executives i work with they you know it's it's a deductible expense so yes 
<laughs> no, really. So for next year's taxes or when you do your taxes, yeah, 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 it's it's a, a professional expense. It's it. And if you're hovering over that buy it now button or, you know, that, that link and you're just procrastinating over it or or not sure about it, you know, I have listened to the course. I've done the course. It is a, it's a great course. But just think for that money, you could start getting rid of these thoughts and feelings and stresses and anxiety. You know, it is such a worthy investment isn't it yeah you can't you can't because because it's not you right you're not alone and there is something you can do about it right you're not you're not you don't just have to live with this you can actually do something practical yeah that's it and you learned something from this yourself didn't you because you you're doing um i saw your social media post last month where you put on this this one-to-one and courses and programs and actually you realize people were learning and removing the imposter syndrome a lot quicker. Well, that's it. That's it. So, so my one-to-one course is, you know, eight eight modules, but it's you know it's it's, it's spread out, and the, you know the first three modules of the program are what I've put into the Outsmart Imposter Syndrome course. I, it's it's the awareness and it's the it's the calm, it's the calming, it's the dialing down of these behaviours, and you know, people were starting to say uh, just after those three modules, oh, I'm feeling much better. I'm feeling so much lighter and calmer. This is great. And I'm like, well, hang on. We, we haven't even got to the changing the beliefs yet. <laughs> and that's and that's when their penny dropped because I've been doing this for several years now. Mm. And, and uh, it's like, oh, actually, there is something that people can do. And they don't have to make that big investment and work one-to-one with me. They can do it in this very well-priced course. And they can do it themselves and they can get the value and get a tool that they can use. And for me personally, that means that I, I'm helping more people. Yeah. Because right? I've only got so many hours in a day that I can work one to one with people. Of course, like this, people can do it themselves. Fantastic. Like you say, let's get rid of imposter syndrome. Let's let's dial it right down so you can't even hear it. Yeah. Let's move move your businesses on and move your personal development on as well. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and um, sharing this with, with the community and uh, putting together this course to really help people get rid of that imposter syndrome. And um, hopefully we'll report on, hopefully we'll see people signing up and that, that hopefully they'll come into this group and actually say, I'm doing a course and it, it is working, you know, and I'll report back to you. And you're also in the group now as well. Yes. Sort of comments and questions. So yeah, yeah, and they can ask me a question if they want. That's fine. Awesome. <laughs> DM me. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. All right, thank you ever so much, Bill. It's been You're great. Welcome. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, lovely. Take care. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please make sure you give us a like or a review to help people find it. The podcast is sponsored by Lowpay. Head over to www.lowpay.com to find out more about their payment solution.